Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. For SEN America, this is the SEN NBA podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SEN NBA podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sakari, and joining me on the other side of the desk is Chris De Silva. Chris, how are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? It's uh, Everyone's really grumpy, Luke, in, in grumpy. January in the NBA NBA world. Why is everyone so angry? There are a lot of angry people. You know? Maybe they just had a bad New Year's Eve, I saw bad first month, or maybe <laughs> their New Year's resolutions are already out of date, maybe they've put on weight. I don't know. I, I, I saw... Um, one of the funniest things on on the internet in January. Yes. Um, so you know the banana boat. Crew, yes. The, the Carmelo, LeBron, Carmelo, LeBron, Chris LeBron. Paul, and Dwayne Wade. Yes. Yes, correct. Um, someone had posted a photo of a banana boat that had tipped over. Oh, no. And that was basically the the month that this crew has had. Yeah, I mean, and we're, we're going to talk about it a lot in the yeah, next 40 or so minutes. Like, um, but yeah, everyone's just angry. That's funny. Like, People, I did. I hadn't. I literally had not thought of that. I, I'm looking at the rundown now, thinking about that, and I'm saying, you know what? There are a lot of grumpy people, and we're going to yeah, be speaking about I, I a lot of grumpy was, people. In how this how are you, man? I'm very. I'm not grumpy. Oh, I'm, you? Yeah, you I'm look just, very happy. I'm enjoying the um the NBA. I mean, it is it is the dog days of the season. You know that little little month before the All Star break. A lot of the players and teams are just kind of like, just get me to the All Star break. And this, I, this is, break. I think, the argument for people who want the regular season shortened. Now it's never going to happen. Yeah. Um, because there's too much money. There's involved. Too much money. Yeah. The, and and the TV you know, deals. owners, the TV deals pay for 82 games. Not exactly. 70, and so. and the players have been the beneficial beneficiary of that, as we've seen over the past two summers, because they can rest a lot. Yeah. And. Because they're getting so much money. Of course, oh, like, yes, the money. Yeah. Yes, yes. I thought you meant um, yeah, but the money as well. Yeah. yeah, the rest as well. I mean, we've seen in the new CBA they've been talking about you know trying to get rid of as many back to backs as they can as and possible. Four games in five nights as well. Yeah, those sort of things. So it's never going to be perfect. Yeah, but and, and and that could mean you um, actually push the start of the season forward by a couple of weeks. Yeah, which in that case it gives you an extra two weeks to fit in those eighty-two games. There'd be almost no need for back-to-backs. That'd actually become redundant. And no need for angry people. Yeah. <laughs> Most important. No need for angry people. No need for DMP rest on the second night of the back-to-back of the national televised That's TNT it. game. We, we want to see Greg our Popovich, stars. But, um, yeah, no, it, it, it's a fair point. But m- maybe that's the reason a lot of people are grumpy, because the schedule's still a bit too tight for them. Yeah, I have I have no idea. Anyway. There's, there's no way that you can quantify anger. <laughs> no, there's not. <laughs> there's not. So... We're going to ch- start off, it's been, it's been a story of the week. I mean, it's made pretty much international headlines. I know here, us at SEN have actually talked about it on air a little bit with some of just the our Australian analysts, and that's the um, the LeBron James and Charles Barkley situation. Yeah. It's just become really, really bizarre. So what I'm going to do, Chris, I'm going to read out Chuck's initial comments. Okay. And what I want you to do is I want you, your thoughts, if it was just those comments. So just your thoughts on his comments. Then I'll say LeBron's response, and then your response to that. So and then Chuck. So my to... thoughts, as in, so if, I'll, if I'll read was, out if I was LeBron or just if you're LeBron, if you're just anyone. So these okay. are what right. Charles Barkley yep, said, sure. in obviously in response to LeBron um, complaining about he wants another playmaker yep. and this and that. Chuck said it's inappropriate. It's whiny. He said the Cleveland Cavaliers they have given him everything he wanted. They have the highest payroll in NBA history. 
He wanted J.R. Smith last summer. They paid him. He wanted Iman Chumpet last summer, and they brought him in. They brought in Kyle Korver. He's the best player in the world. Does he want all the good players? He doesn't want to compete. LeBron's a great player and a great guy, but this notion that he's got to have all the best players on his team is is getting a bit ridiculous. That was pretty much his statement. Okay. What would you say to that if you if that was it? If that was Chuck's your response to those comments? If if that was it, if if I'm LeBron James, the thing that bothers me and irks me the most is the fact that he questioned my competitiveness. Um yep. because I've put it on the line for fourteen years. Um I have you know, in the twenty fifteen finals when I if again saying if I'm LeBron James, I had every right to mail those finals in. And I took, you know, I was playing almost 48 minutes a night. So you can't really question my competitiveness. Um, I do get what Chuck is saying in that uh, he has gotten all these guys, such as JR, Iman Shumpert, Tristan Thompson, I don't think he mentioned there. Yeah, he got Tristan Um, paid. You know, got all all those guys paid and Cavs GM David Griffin has done a terrific job. Um, But you need a little bit of context as well, like if... You can sure you can look at the Cavs' payroll and that being the highest, and say, "Well, uh, LeBron's wrong. You know, he hasn't. You know, he's got everything he needs, but he he's competing against a beast that you know he's competing against a team that added Kevin Durant. Yeah, exactly. And that's where you need a bit of context. And the Cavs' roster, as much as they've spent, is still it, it is incredibly flawed. It, it, yeah, it's just the way it's it is. Not like, perfect. They're they're lacking they're lacking big men. They're lacking. You know they they've got I think three or four roster spots that are just it's just dead weight. Yeah. Um. So I I get I get what Chuck's saying and I get where he's coming from as well. But he he just need to have a bit of um context. I think. Yeah. I think I. What do you think? For the most part, I agree with that. But I mean, I I feel like what Chuck, I mean, like Chuck saying stuff like it's inappropriate, it's whiny. That makes sense. And I mean, if you just saw the Cavs public response with what David Griffin said. They almost agreed with Chuck. Uh, yeah, I think... Because LeBron definitely went about this the wrong way. I think... Making it really public. And obviously, I mean, the quote... He said it in a pretty authoritative way. Yeah. His initial quote, saying, like, we need an effing playmaker. Like, he wasn't holding back in and, public. You don't want to do uh, that. And I think the one problem that I would have with what LeBron said is he pretty much sing- singled out that it was him and Kyrie and Kevin doing all the work. Yeah. And you have to think about how does that make the rest of, you know, guys 4 to 12, 4 to 15 feel, you know. If I'm Tristan Thompson, I'm like, well, why don't you guys start playing some defense? Yeah. If you're a guy like Kay Fowler with the Unrated Ligans trying to earn your spot yeah. in that route, how does that make those feel? And to be honest, LeBron did talk about the fact that, you know, he's not dissing those guys per se that, they're just rookies, and it's hard for rookies to immediately contribute to a championship uh, roster, which he, he is correct. Yeah. Um, if you go back through the history of the NBA, you'll find that where when there's rookies on a roster, they, they just don't they don't play a major role on, nah. on veteran on championship cha- yeah, teams. Yeah, very rarely they do. Yep. Um, but yeah, just I would have liked to have seen him do it more privately. Yeah, I think um, like comments that he made, you definitely you want to keep them in house. In house, I mean, yeah. they may eventually like get leaked to the public, but initially you want to say, "Hey, oh, hey, maybe he did speak to the Cavs." We don't know. We don't yeah. know, but yeah. the way it's played out, it looks like he hasn't, or um, he's just been really um, 
he said this in a really way where it's just like, this is it. And, and here's the thing with LeBron, right, which is so, um, it's so unique because he does, we, me and you know this, we know this team very well. They do this every year. Yeah, he there's does always this a every bit of drama. There's always so you something. have to, whenever LeBron says something to, Le, LeBron James is a, he knows exactly what he's there's doing. There's definitely a motive with, behind with, this. There's a motive behind every yeah. single he's thing he says. He's not doing it blindingly. Everything he says, does, even wears, yeah. he knows exactly. <laughs> the ultimate warrior you know, t-shirt and, and the Undertaker peop- t-shirt. And people ask him and he'll play dumb, but, yeah, but he's not dumb. he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what kind of what kind of almost controversy he can stir by a simple statement. Yeah, which uh, he has. Su- such as wearing an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt. Yeah. So, um, the WWE shop actually, after that happened, they obviously, they obviously own all the Ultimate Warriors yeah. uh, name and, and catchphrases and, and images, blah, blah, blah. They actually made those exact t-shirts he was wearing and put <laughs> it on the rest of the WWE shop website. So, it, it is a motive behind what he yeah. does, what he wears. Like you said, he's... In the long run, this will probably seem minimal. And and um, it seems big now, but in the long run, I probably won't mean that much. Yeah, just going back to his motive again. I think he's he's been a player over fourteen years that has always thrived uh, among chaos. Yeah, and I think this team does in general. Since, yeah, I was just gonna say since he's come, the Cavs as a whole they've kind of adopted that same mentality. Um, they play better when everything's stacked against them, as you saw when they were three one yep. down in the NBA Finals. Yeah, so. Everything you said, everything LeBron says, it does have a motive, and I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that was Chuck's initial comments. Yep. Now moving on, this was um, LeBron's response okay. in a story um, from ESPN. This is this is some of his quotes. He said, yep. "I'm tired of biting my tongue." There's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> he's a hater. LeBron said of, of Chuck. What makes what makes what he says credible is it because he's on TV? I'm not going to let him disrespect my legacy like that. Um, I'm not the one who threw somebody through a window. I never spat on a kid. I never had unpaid debt in Las Vegas. I never said I'm not a role model. I never showed up to the All-Star Weekend on Sunday because I was in Vegas all weekend partying. He went on to add, all I've done for my entire career is represent the NBA the right way. 14 years, never got in trouble, respected the game, print that. So... There's a pretty heavy. I love. I love the. My favorite quote out of all of those is the fact that he said, "There's a new sheriff in town." Yeah, it's, and yeah. and um, the story, which was written by De- ESPN's David Me- Dave McMenamin, um, the line before that, he says LeBron actually adjusted his cap before yes, he says, which yes. is. I, I'm just imagining that that would have been so funny. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. when you saw those comments, what was your reaction? What was your thoughts? Um, I was like, I, you texted me. That's I how did. I saw. Yeah. Um, because I had actually woken up from a nap, and for, for you guys <laughs> you listening, <missed> a lot. <laughs> I'd woken up from a nap, and Luke had texted me, "LeBron is pissed." That's yeah. three words, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like, what's going down?" Twitter exploded. Yeah. So I, I went online and I saw this, and I was just, I was like, "Oh my goodness, he's he's cracked." Yep. Um. Look, I again, like I said before, Luke, I think. We, we've all played sports, you know, and as athletes, I mean, we're not professional athletes, we're no, nothing not like that, stretch. but at the same time, Luke, like, on, now you play basketball, right? Yeah, my, uh, if, open, my, you know, yeah, if, open age team, if, if, if someone watching, if someone watching the game, you know, came and said, you know, question the fact, you know, you're not competitive or you don't want to win or something, that's going to upset you, right? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. I mean, so I probably can, wouldn't take it too hard. Yeah, so, but I, I know, I know what you're saying. So you yeah. can imagine if you're yeah. a guy like LeBron James and you've had the the resume you've built up, like like he said, he's he's almost been perfect for 14 yeah. years. You know, off the court, um, been nothing but a role model. Um, done everything the NBA has set wanted him to do. You know, he's a quintessential franchise player. Um, so I understand what he's saying in that. When you when you're getting criticised for for fourteen years on every single thing you do, there there comes a certain time where you're like, well, enough is enough. And now he's thirty two years old, and I think he's kind of reached that stage where he's like, I don't really care what people think. Yeah. Um, where if you compare him to LeBron of say when he was twenty five, twenty six, he was someone who was really you know worried about being liked, and he he was very worried about what people thought of him. Yeah, and I think I think another thing to mention with this is, I mean, when I first saw these comments, I kind of said like, "Well, this is a really, really heavy response yeah. to comments that weren't that bad from Chuck in the grand scheme of things." But this, ob- you got to remember who's saying these comments. It's Chuck. It might have been a build-up of other things, yeah. as opposed to just these one comments. Ch- that- Chuck says a lot of stupid things. He just does. Y- yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so like, it might have just been one of those things where he just um. LeBron just maybe it piled up over time because um, Chuck, he just speaks his mind. But I just found it really, really heavy stuff. I, I, didn't, I understand what he's saying. Do I agree with him? Yeah, to an extent. Do I think he... I mean, some of the some of the personal stuff he said was a bit... Um, maybe over the line, but it's not like any of that stuff wasn't public already. It was already public. It, it yeah. was already known, but at the same time, that doesn't, this mean, is, you can, this that doesn't mean you can say Luke, it. Luke, this is why you don't mess with a guy who's got a photographic memory. Did you see the way LeBron listed out every single oh, he's, thing that Chuck had done wrong? He's he's incredible. <laughs> I mean, and the stuff where LeBron said, you know, or he's representing the NBA the right way, that's all absolutely 100%. You yeah. know, it's a great role model, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But like, not everyone's gonna. Not every player is gonna fit that mold of right. being. A, whether they should is another question. Yeah, it's just a matter of just. I mean, we, the, the role models do it in different way. Like I'm just watching now on the TVs. We've got here Steph Curry hit a free and did his little celebration. To some, that's yeah. a role model. Mm-hmm. To others, that's just annoying as hell. Yeah. So like, it just depends what way. Maybe some people found Chuck was a role model that he just didn't care. I unlike you know, like. So, it's, like, I just found LeBron's comments maybe were a little bit too personal. But, again, it's not like there was anything new there. That doesn't mean that doesn't make it right think, to say it. But it was a very, very heavy response. Yeah. I And I think, you know, I agree with what you're saying. I You know, idols and role models come in different shapes and sizes. Yep. And, you know, well, whilst LeBron is an idol for a lot of people, I think, you know, guys like Chuck and Russell Westbrook, you know, Kevin Garnett... Even Kobe, who yep. were really rough around the edges, those guys are idols in terms of, you know, speaking your mind, never, you know, shying away from your opinion and, and backing it up. So, um, yeah, idols come in all shapes and sizes. You can't you can't hold everyone. Not everyone can be Tim Duncan, you know? Absolutely and Tim not. Duncan, I think we can probably all agree, has been the most, you know, has a spotless reputation. Yeah. Um, so, But not every player can be like that. Exactly right. So I'm just going to... Read out um, Barkley's final. This was just the other day. He had another response. So it's been a lot of wall. It's going to be very interesting when they run into each other on All Star Weekend, yeah. whether um, if they shake hands and they will, hello. they will run. Oh, it's, yeah. it's inevitable. It will happen. <laughs> this is what Chuck had to say. Um, 
he was asked if he's going to apologize. He said, for what? For telling the truth? What am I supposed to say? You're the greatest player in the world. You've got two All-Stars and you want me to feel sorry for you? Do you think Carmelo would be happy with two All-Stars? I think he'd be happy. I thought my criticism was fair, so I don't understand why he took it so personally. But you know what? I'm a big boy. I'm good. It's a different generation, Chuck also said. He said, if we don't say everything positive about them all the time, we'd be a hater. But I've gotten more support than I saw coming. To be honest with you, it's been great, especially with the guys in the media who are like, thank you, I can't say it because I need to talk to him. I found that last one really interesting. I wonder if there have been media people going up to Chuck and saying, hey, thanks for saying that. I can't say it because I'm with LeBron every day. I have to keep a good relationship with him so I can get quotes off him. But I think media has to understand, they have to know better. Like, what LeBron's saying isn't isn't not true. It isn't untrue. They no. do. They do need a playmaker, and I no, think media types should know that. Yeah, but I just want. I mean, I wonder if those. If you're a Cavaliers beat report, a reporter, you probably wouldn't say it like Chuck did. Yeah, some of the language you used, just because you want to keep that relationship. Yeah, but I, I, I found that last bit interesting. If it's true, again, it's. Chuck. I didn't. I didn't like the part that he talked about this. Maybe it's this generation, you know what? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, that that's just, there's something about this older generation. They yeah. just can't. We let, saw it last year at its peak when Steph was doing when amazing Steph Curry, things, yeah, and, and they just wouldn't accept it at all. They, they can't denied it. Like you have to understand that the game is evolving, you know. Yeah, and you know, there's this thing notion uh, from old, you know, Hall of Famers and stuff that. Uh, this generation of players are soft or whatever. Yeah, it's, um, and it's I think false. LeBron re- alluded to that in that piece actually, where because okay. they often get criticised. You know, guys like LeBron for being friends with op- oh, this is the, yes about the fight. And, and then LeBron talked about how in the '93 Finals, if you go back and watch it, um, as I think John Paxson hits that shot. Yeah, um, just well, before at the free throw line. Yeah, yeah, just before that or after that, Chuck and MJ are. are Laughing and Love. joking around with each other, and yeah, he's like, well, NBA Finals, critical moment in the game. Yeah, so clutch. Um, so yeah, I don't like that from from the previous generation of players. Yeah, I, I think that's just one of those things that's just so overrun by the older players. Yeah. I'm not sure why it keeps happening. And it's not all of them; it is just some of them. No. But it does tend to come up more often than it should, you know. And do you, do you think it'll happen like as you know, say you know the Warriors, for example, that uh, as they age and they retire. And then, you know, there's, it's inevitable, you know, there's going to be a super teams that come in like 20, 30 years. Do you think, do you see the, the teams that are dominant now saying, well, you know, I don't, these teams aren't that good? Maybe. I mean, we Maybe. can't, the game's going to change. The game yeah. will look completely different in 20 years. There'll be different ways to win. It could be five, five, seven footers on the floor in, in 20 yeah, years. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> Literally, it could be that way. We could just have a massive, massive uh, big generation ball. of yeah. big ball and um, really Athletic bigs, I can just do a lot. It's on the already sport. started. A bit man. like the Giannis, the unit. There could be the unicorn wave. So yeah, it's already started. And then maybe people will get upset about that. It's the game evolves. It's inevitable, and it, the game has to evolve. It can't yeah. stay stagnant because then people just get and that's bored. A, and of that's it. a good thing about it. it. Happens in all Evolution's sports. It's a good thing about sports. It's not even a, a story to be honest. It's just that's just how it is. Yeah. So um, moving on. I mean, we're t- speaking about it a bit now. It's a nice little segue. Talking about a team that's created a lot of this buzz is the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And, I mean, we all know they're going to be great, but the last month or so, or last couple of weeks, they've really stepped it up to another level. I mean, this team, 
looks like everything we'd expected and more. They're just they all the um all the little issues that we thought they had, rim protection, defense, they're almost gone. They've all yeah. without making any big moves, they've just naturally gotten better at him. You know, Durant's becoming a really good rim protector when they move him over to the five spot when they need to. The death lineup is still destroying teams. Zaza Pachulli is having a solid impact in the starting lineup. JaVale McGee. Yeah, JaVale McGee has come on and he's really good. And I think it's Steph is, I mean... That's the difference, isn't it? For them. For them. That's, that's the difference between them becoming, you know, they're good to they're absolutely nuclear unplayable. It's, it's Steph and, you know, people... And look, I, I, I'm of the view that Kevin Durant is the best player on this team, but yeah. there's something about where, when Steph gets going, that team's, they're just so much more dangerous. They are. And I think that's where I can understand when people say, well, this is, you know, it's still Steph's team, um, or, and he's still the best player. Um, yeah. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think what Durant brings on both ends is phenomenal and he's been outstanding. It's an interesting one. You say, probably Durant's a better player, but is Steph more important to their chances of winning a title? I think he is. Yeah. Yeah, he right. definitely is. Right. Um, and we've seen that in the last month. I mean, since Christmas, I think he's hitting 46% uh, on threes. Yeah. Um, most importantly, he's making his off-the-dribble threes again. His last four or five games, he's shooting 61.9% from downtown. <laughs> That's his last last four or five games. It's something like that. It's a ridiculous mark. And you see... And, and, he, and the the swag is back. Yeah. The, the dancing after the shots, the, the pulling up from 30 feet. Yeah. It's back to where it, it was last year. Like, it, it never left. But like, we saw at the start of the season, it was the inevitable um, uh, adjustment process and period where... A lot of people maybe thought, oh, is Steph maybe holding back a little bit? Is Durant taking over it more? But as we're saying this month, they can coexist perfectly fine and this together. Is, and this is, to me, why Steph is such a um, unique superstar, right? Because he's a two-time MVP. I think yep. about how many two-time MVPs would do this. He welcomes, openly welcomes Kevin Durant to his team. Also another MVP. Yeah. Um, knowing that, you know, his, his limelight's going to suffer as a result of it. Yeah. Um, and the first, you know, month two of the season, it did. He, he actually sacrifices his game, yeah. sacrifices his shot numbers to make sure that this guy is rolling. Yeah. And because of that, you know, Steph was out of a groove as well. Now, how many superstars can you think would actually do that? And I think that's that's kind of the greatness of Steph Curry. Yeah, is the fact that he's so selfless like that, um, and it's what what makes the Warriors Warriors tick, and we're seeing that in full force yeah. at the moment. I mean, I know it's one of those things that we could just talk about them all day and just say the same stuff over and over again. I just felt like it was really important just to touch them because they just look so good. Yeah, I, and mean, I mean, we we debated over like whether we should even talk about yeah. this because like, what can we say? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're on pace to win 70 games again. It's ridiculous. Like, didn't what they start like three and three, and the whole world was freaking out. They were four and two. They were four and two, four and, and two. the world thought it was a disaster. <laughs> Moving on to a some t- teams would kill to be four and two. Oh, I can imagine some teams would kill to be two games over five hundred at the moment. Yeah. Moving on to a team that looked like they were going to struggle, and all of a sudden have just come out of the blocks and just exploded. Since, the whiz kids. Yeah, pretty much since Christmas, you could say, or since yeah. the New Year turn. We spoke about how there's a lot of grumpy people in the New Year. One of them is not the Washington Wizards. No. They have just, as it stands, they're four and a half games they are, out of the top seed in the East. They are literally the embodiment of the phrase, new year, new me. Yeah, <laughs> they've literally, oh, something's happened there. <laughs> they've just a massive, massive, drastic 
change of fortune. And they're, they're, I think they're nine and one. They've won six in a row. Nine and one in their last ten. Yeah, they're winning six, big. Sixteen in a row in at the Verizon Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Destroying teams at home. I mean, John Wall's playing out of his skin. Otto Porter's been really good in his development, and they just. It's, I don't know what to say. They just sometimes it's as simple to say they're just playing good basketball. Yeah, well, you, Scotty Brooks, I think, gets recognition. He He's has to. Very, yeah. He has to because people people were more than happy to bury him at the yeah. start of the year. Um, but now I think he's in. He's he's got to be in coach of the year discussion. Oh, now. absolutely, um, absolutely. We still think Mike D- D'Antoni is probably the favourite for that. But yeah, you know the still half a season left though. Yeah. So what left. what Brooks has done has been outstanding, and what's helped them, and it's been the case so often throughout the years, is Bradley Beal's just healthy. Yeah. Um, and him being out there, you know. It's sometimes we, you know, overanalyze this game and you can analyze it to death. Yeah. Um, but when your best players are out there, man, like you play you, better. You play better <laughs> and Bradley Beal's a really, really, really good good shooting guard. Yeah. He's, um yep. and when you couple that with a guy like John Wall who's having I think, you know, if if they make the two seed in the East, man, he should be in the MVP conversation. Oh, he has to be. He has and to be. And there's a very real chance they What's could the make that two twenty four and ten? Um. Yeah. Well, this is twenty-two and ten at the moment. Yeah. Four point five rebounds, two steals, forty-six percent shooting percentage. Shoot. Yeah. Shooting the ball well. Yeah. Aggressive defensively, as he always is. Yeah. Runs the floor better than almost anyone. He's and super quick with the ball in his hands. Brought a guy on in Otto Porter's having a great oh, season. He's, he's shooting lights out from three. We saw signs of it late last year and in the preseason, but he's just exploded. Yeah. He looks. So he's got to be in discussion for most improved. They're just a really, really solid. Team, from, yeah, from I mean, one it's, through fifteen. It's unlikely they make any. I mean, they're not. You don't think they're going to challenge the Cavs, but they could easily make the that second seed's up for grabs. They could make. I you can know? see them making the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, if they make the second seed, there's yeah. a massive chance of it happening. I mean, Toronto are falling off the pace a little bit. Boston are looking really good, yeah. but Washington and Boston maybe think, they, maybe they're the two teams that are going and, to battle. And maybe it's s- a three team battle with Toronto now, not a two team battle that we all thought it would be. And you speak about you know Washington and Boston, and we had I think last week or the week before the. You know the funeral game. You know, the yeah, Wizards, last week they dressed Wizards, in black. Wizards players dressed that in is black, attitude right black there. and look like before this game, before the game when they did it, everyone on Twitter and you know on other forms of like social laughing. media, they were like, "Man, these fools better win the game." And you and know, what, and you know what, man, they showed up. They showed yeah. up and and they they made the first punch on Boston, yep. and that showed me that. This team's for real because that that was a game that was emotionally charged. It was playoff like, and this team came to play. Yeah, and <clears throat> sorry, as as much as the fact that it was it was uh, great to see the Wizards play like that, it was also an indictment on the Celtics because here was a team that clearly threw a challenge at them, and they were just not ready for it. Yeah, that's a fair point. Maybe when the playoffs roll around, and if they end up playing in a seven game series. That'd be Mate, a great series. That'd be a terrific series. Terrific. But moving on, and um, it re- made a return last week to starting five, mm-hmm. and we're back into it this yeah. week. On the SEN NBA podcast, the starting five. And as always, if you're new to the show, the starting five is our weekly look at the team of the week. At the end of the year, we compile all the votes, and the player who's appeared in the team the most gets the the prestigious award of the SC and NBA Podcast Player of the Year. Uh, last week, we followed the All-Star format, which is two guards and three forwards. Last week, what team was Isaiah Thomas, James Harden, 
Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gobert, and Joel Embiid. Now, and you can make a minimum of one change per... No, yeah, minimum of one change, maximum Max of four. four. Yep, 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 yep. I've um, I've cheated this week. Oh, no. I, you I, can't I, cheat, I was Luke. sitting there, I was sitting at my computer last night, just molding this team, looking at all my options, and I'm like, I have to cheat. I have to go small ball and do a three-guard lineup. I know it's wow. a two guards and the three forwards, but I'm like, you know what? I have to... Cause the, and just there, there is a notable omission that I wanted to get in so badly, and that's Eric Bledsoe. He's oh, received wow. hardly okay. any reckon. He's having an all-star season. He's a massive snub from the all-star game. No one, no one notices him because he plays for Phoenix, yep. but he's having a terrific season. Absolutely. Zach Lowe wrote a really good piece about him, actually, but um, which is up on ESPN. But... My team this week, which was we'll look at the free the, the, the guards first. Yep. I mean, keeping Isaiah Thomas in there because he is what the, what that guy does in the fourth quarter <laughs> at his side. I mean, coming into the season, what was one of the main concerns for the Celtics was they didn't have a fourth quarter closer. This guy has just rectified those issues so quickly because he's unstoppable in the fourth quarter. He averages ten and a half points in the last quarter, which is unbelievable. First in the league by yep. a fair bit, and. It just always amazes me at his height, how he gets his shot off amongst the trees when he's driving to the basket. He creates space. He's been terrific. So he yeah. stays in the team. Yeah, right? he's, he's a lock. That's, yep. that, that's a no-brainer. Yep. Steph Curry is my half one. We spoke about yep. him before. I mean, awesome the last week, week 61% from free, 60% from the field, Stupid 37.6 points. That's just, you can't. It's, it's vintage Steph. It is vintage, vintage Steph. Vintage Steph. And um, for my other guard, and this... I don't know if this is going in on actual um, play or just sentimental value, but it's still on waiters. Do you wait? <laughs> we hey, spent, you don't, we you ended don't, the show last week. You don't need to convince me. We ended the show <laughs> last week me. of the audio of Dion hitting that shot over Golden State. The next game, he hit another massive shot. I mean, he's averaging 19.8 points, which is pretty solid. He's shooting the ball reasonably efficient for him. But yeah. we have on a nine-game win streak. You have to reward this is another that. team like Washington. They've really just come out of nowhere. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're about three games back from that eight seed. They could make the playoffs. And man, Eric Spolster is a hell of a coach. He's a hell of a He's coach. He's a genius. There's so many so many players. And Miami's become kind of this team where players who were journeymen, they'll go there and play their best basketball. We've seen it with Dion Waiters, James Johnson, yep. um, Josh Richardson last year, who's a D-League guy, came in and was awesome. Um, so... That culture, you know, when Dwayne Wade left, we weren't sure, what, you know, what was going to happen with it, and it's clearly still stayed. Yeah, guys, it's like definitely Spol- a result of Eric Spolstra, Eric Spolstra, Pat, Pat, Riley, Pat Riley, as well, because the team that they're first class organization. It is, it really is. So that's why, just seeing the, the his attitude is just one of the most. When he's on, he's one of the most entertaining players in the league because he's. It just makes me laugh when and I watch I was, him. I you love know, the And, you know, me and you being being Cavalier fans, we will always have an irrational love for Dion Waiters. <laughs> but I've, I've just thought throughout this guy's career, people have tried to pigeonhole him in, into this being Jamal Crawford almost. Yeah, well, a lot you of know, it's been that he's doing the way he plays. Yeah. Um, but we've seen when he has extended minutes and opportunities and shots, he plays well, man. Like, yeah. There was a uh, stage, I think, in 2013 where Kyrie Irving missed a lot of time post, uh, post-All-Star post break. Yeah. And Dion Waiters was the guy for the Cavs. And 
they they went over five five hundred in in that stretch, and Dion was averaging you know similar numbers to, I think he was nineteen point seven points post All Star break, right. which is not necessarily a small you know small uh, sample size. Like, that's all. half a season. Um, you know, shooting forty five, forty six percent from the yeah. field, thirty eight percent from three. Um, so he he is a good player. He, he's got the talent. I mean, he was yeah. the number four pick in the draft. He got drafted higher than expected, but. He's got a talent. He was yeah. a great scorer down at uh, Syracuse. Yeah. So, um, he's yeah. He's he, always... Watching Dion for me, He he's always like one or two things, like little fixable things off yeah. from being a really, really good player. Consistency is definitely one of them. Yeah. He's just not consistent and he'll miss, miss a lot of shots when he's really bad and doesn't like to pass a lot. Um, But yeah, I've gone for the free guard line. <laughs> yeah, all right. My two forwards are DeMarcus Cousins, yep. who is averaging this past week 30 points, 13 rebounds, five assists. Uh, yeah, I got him too. You got DeMar. He's been unbelievable. Yeah. You just The Kings are still losing. They've um, they, This past week, they've gone two and three. And over their last 10, look at this, they're, they're three and seven, which is not great. But that's the Kings, so you've got to expect that from them. But, free boogie. Yeah. It, you ha- uh, when he gets into a better team, I'm just... Can we, can we get can we get Boogie and Chris Paul on the Spurs, please? Oh wow! <laughs> can we... Imagine Demarcus in that system; how much better he would be. Can, and De, I reckon Demarcus, at a good organization, can be a really, really good player. Oh, he already is. He really, already really, is a really he's good player. Like, yeah, he's amazing. He's an All NBA talent. It's just his attitude, which we all know has its big issues. Yeah. But you just wonder if that's a result of being is he in free, Sacramento. Is he a free agent this year? Next year. Next year. 2018, yeah. So I would love to see the Wizards at him to to play with Kentucky teammate John Wall. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 had, they, had, a stab, they had a stab at Durant. Yeah. Why not have a stab at DeMarcus and, as well? And, you know, those guys have flirted uh, about playing with each other. Uh, yeah, know, they that, have. Yep, 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 yep. You add, add DeMarcus, and, you know, Gortard's aging now. You know, he's not always going to be your starter. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, you can easily, they've got cap space. Cap space is not an issue, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure they cleared cap space to try and get Durant. Try, and they didn't necessarily add anyone of, no. of that. I mean, you've got to make sure that DeMarcus is, of course, KD never even had a meeting with Washington yeah. in the end. Yeah. So you've got to make sure the interest there, which if he's playing with John Wall, it might be. Yeah, I mean, if John Wall and the Wizards keep playing like this, you never know. You never know. Yeah, exactly right. So, DeMarcus, and Paul George is another guy. The Pacers are a team that uh, seems like every week they're on a winning or a losing streak. They're <laughs> yeah. so inconsistent. This week, it's a winning streak. They're on a four-game winning streak. Yeah. Um, Paul George has been a big part of that. You know, 32 points, 33 points, and then 33 points again. He had eight points in their last game, which was a bit of a... A, a downer. He didn't shoot the ball very well, but those four great performances beforehand were enough to give me the nod for him because he's another guy that's is still like he's an MVP caliber player. Yeah, and he just, hasn't always had the consistency. No, he hasn't, and this season maybe hasn't been at his best standard. Yeah. Maybe, but is that again a result of just the paces being just so inconsistent? I don't know. Oh, I reckon he deserves credit in the team of the week. Uh, no, for sure. I Who have you got you. this week? Um, I'm not even so asking had- about your team. I had Isaiah, I yep. had Steph Curry. Yep, so they're locked in. Yep, I had um, DeMarcus and Paul George. Beautiful. Um, the only difference, uh, I had Marcus Gasol instead of Dion. Okay, Marcus Gasol had a really good week. Yeah, and, you know, three really good wins, um, road wins, you know, at Utah, at Denver, at Phoenix. Yeah, Memphis uh, is another team that just keeps plugging away. 
Yeah, they're, plug they're away. just always there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah plugging away. And Gasol's a big part of it. So he is, I, yeah, but um, so I'd show him some love. But it's uh, we go, we're going with Dion. It's Dion. Oh, We're not going to get a better opportunity to put Dion in the team. No, we won't. This is prime, <laughs> so we've got to take advantage of this it. This is our team. Let's take control. We are the general managers. Exactly <laughs> right. Now, um, Yes, we're great general managers. We pick Dion Waiters over Marcus Well, sometimes it, the talent speak. The board don't lie. Men lie, women lie, buckets don't. That's the quote I was looking for. As, as, Dion, as Dion tweeted. Great quote. For Mr. Waiters, uh, great quote. So, did you on. see that interview where he someone asked him what his favorite quote was and he forgot? Oh, I did. That was just this past <laughs> week, wasn't it? Yeah. And he started, didn't he start speaking as if he knew what it was? He's yeah. like, "Oh, it's a, uh, oh, I forgot, man." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those little attitude things get you sentimental points oh. on the starting five on the SC and NBA podcast. There's no player in the league I would love to make an All Star game more than. Dion Waiters. It's Waiters Island. Waiters Island is a real thing that I got to visit. Oh, you've got a condo there. I've got a condo, man. I've got to come gate crash. You can visit any time. We've got Zach Lowe and Bill Simmons down the road. <laughs> um, so it's all good. Very um, nicely done. Conrad from Fear the Swords on there too, man. We, You know, nothing but love. Exactly and right. parties on Waiters Island at the um, Well, that, uh, that is a very fun thing to go. But moving on to... um. We started the show talking about people who are grumpy, and now we're going to turn out to be grumpy. Because oh, yeah. there's been a, I mean, there, there's a segment we like to call You're Wrong, where we will mm. call someone out, whether that's a player, coach, media member, fans, whoever it is in the NBA community. Just no one is safe. They've done something wrong. And we've, some weeks we have none, some, pe- some weeks I have one, and Chris doesn't, and vice versa. But this week we've both got one. We've both got them. I'll let you go first, Chris. Take the floor. So... Uh, Steph Curry, we saw yesterday, was it yesterday that he he went nuts? Was it yesterday? Maybe yesterday or two days ago. Whenever it yesterday was, or two days ago. And we spoke ago. about it before. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Amazing week. Awesome. Amazing. Awesome week. Um, had an awesome month. And um, I, saw, I saw Nate Duncan posted a tweet. Okay, Nate Duncan. Yes, very yeah. good analyst. Very yes. good with stats, Ex- Nate Duncan. Excellent. Excellent yep. analysis uh, guy. Um, excellent. Na- Excellent numbers guy. Yes. Um, and he tweeted... Uh, I'll just pull up the tweet. Okay. Um, I want to get the exact details yeah, right here. Don't want to get it wrong. No. Um, but, you know, Steph, Steph had a had an excellent week, you know, like we said. Um, just waiting for the, to pull this up. All right. I'll give you time. I'm, uh, I promise you it's worth the wait. Oh, I, I'm looking forward to it. It is worth the wait. <laughs> God, Nate Duncan tweets a lot. He do, he likes he to reply to people a lot. a lot, Nate Duncan. I didn't think I had to scroll down this much. <laughs> oh my goodness, Nate. Nate's got them Twitter fingers. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I can't find it. He can't find it. He's given up. I, I, I can't find it. I, didn't, I can give you some live commentary of the Warriors and the Clippers in the meantime. I didn't expect Nate Duncan coverage. to tweet like this. <laughs> the Warriors lead the Clippers by 14 points with 2.20 to go. Curry brings it over to halfway line, pulls up. He misses front rims that rebounded by Raymond Felton swooping in. Brings it up to court. Gives it enough to most Spates in the post. JJ cuts, doesn't get it to him. Most Spates takes it to the rim and he misses. Gives you best Hubie Brown. <laughs> Hubie Brown. There you go. There is a way to make me happy. You mentioned Hubie Brown's name. That is a way to make me happy. Have you found it yet? I have. Oh, there we yes. go. We just need some light to get us. All right. right. So Nate Duncan, this is Feb 2nd. 
So Feb second. So this so is after. That was yesterday. Yeah, it was. There he you does go. tweet a lot. Yeah, he yeah, does. He yes. does. Um, so he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and get out ahead of this one. Okay. Steph Curry is the best player in the league right now. Full stop. He's back. Full stop. Okay. Now, Nate, look, man, like, I, I get it. Steph had a great, great week. He's had a great month, you know, being Chris. He's, he being, has had a being, great season. Being good. To be yeah, fair. yeah, he yeah. has, yeah. you know. But, man, he's not even the best player on his team. Mm. Like, Kevin Durant has been outstanding this year. Yep. He's been... He's been a rim protector. He's been defended all five positions, and he's been a lethally efficient scorer. You know, we've had James Harden putting up stupid numbers every single night, you know, leading a team who people, some people, including myself, didn't even have in playoff contention into a three seed, yeah. like, and almost a two seed. Like, they were right there. Um, you have Ross Westbrook putting up Triple double, on average, mm-hmm. you know Kawhi Leonard's doing yeah, some crazy a lot of stuff. Great players out there. Um, so yeah, Steph's had a great season, but to say he's the best player in the world after what we saw last June, yeah. you know, I, I I'm sorry, I can't agree with that. Like, you can, the I don't care about who's the best player in January. That does not matter to me. It's I see who's the the best player in the world discussion for me. Until we see it isn't LeBron James, it is LeBron James. And yep. when we uh, will, s- yep. the place where we can see where if it isn't LeBron James is come June in the NBA Finals, when it's up there for the chips are on the table. Who who wants to go home with the marbles? If you can beat LeBron James and prove, you know, if Kevin Durant can do it this year, I'll see the throne. If Kevin Durant's the best player in the world, but I didn't. You know, and we did this last year as well. We yeah. we we wrote LeBron off and and said that he was washed up. You know, we all did it, um, and he proved us wrong, man. He he proved us wrong as in he June. has done so many times. Yeah, and I think he reserves the right to be because we know LeBron's not putting. This is not hundred percent LeBron right now. No, not yet. He's no. he's pacing himself. He saves. He so, deserves energy. Because he knows he knows January basketball doesn't matter. Um yep. hence why his team went seven and eight. Um so I just and it's not just Nate, a lot of people do this. We just have to stop stop crowning players after, you know, small Stop the hot takes is what you're st- saying. Stop the hot takes, yep. you know. Just calm down a little bit. You know, longevity matters. Like yep. this dude's been doing it for fourteen years, that kinda matters. Yeah. Um and when it was up for grabs last year, who who came up big? Who came up small? You know, yeah. Steph Curry did not look like the best player in the world last year in the finals. And now you can go on and on about the semantics about, you know, was he 69%, 70%, 71% injured, whatever. When it was up for grabs, man, you got locked down by Kevin Love. Yeah. Like, whereas LeBron was putting up a triple-double, you know, 41 points, 7 rebounds, 16 assists, whatever. So, that's why I, I think Nate Duncan. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Very nice little rant there. I've already, I, mine's not that quick. Mine's a little quick one. This is about the New York Knicks. And they're, right. they're wrong on a lot of things. But this is to the Knicks fans. Yep. The fans of the New York Knicks that booed Carmelo Anthony at Madison Square Garden nearly a week ago now. Um, 
I don't know why they booed Madison. Uh, I don't know why they were booing Kamala Anthony. What are you doing, Nick? What has he done to get booed? And he's not going to get traded. The trades we're hearing are literally fantasy trades. Yep. They're not real trades. They're people clicking on the trade machine yeah, you can, you can to get what it, they want for their you team. You can put this in the vault that I'm saying it now. Kamala Anthony won't get traded this season. I, I just It won't happen. You reckon they won't find a trade at all? Oh, I'm not saying that. I just don't reckon they will trade him. I don't think... I don't know if he wants... His comments have been really interesting, saying maybe if it's if it's the right move, maybe, who knows. I don't think it will happen. I just feel like... And he's hitting, like, game winners. He's hitting big shots. Yeah. I'm pretty, the game they booed him, he went out and he hit the game winner. Yeah. And then they were cheering him, and he's like, nah, I don't want none of that. Yeah. It's just a weird situation. He's... It's an other added layer of drama that you just this don't is, need. This is a it's a power struggle in New York, man. It really is. It's and a mess. that's a, it's a complete mess. This is why I'm not a big fan of Phil. Like he's try he's come in and he's just tried to wield power from day one. Um yep. you know, we've talked about it um on this podcast before about installing the triangle, firing people that don't run it. Yeah. Um and now he's trying to Show Mello, hey, I'm the I'm the king of New York, you know, um, and he's really trying to force force Mello to use that uh, no trade, wave the no yeah, trade clause. Yeah, wave the no trade clause. That's exactly um, right. So, yeah. of the New York Knicks. But you, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Let's cut you off there. Ah, it's all right. You just don't <laughs> have to get it out there. Don't just don't boo the guy, man. Like he's he's not trying to do this. Like you're. Um, you should be booing Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Boo Phil. Like, Mello's not... It's not like Mello's, you know, threatening to leave. He's not... No. You know, he's not... He loves New York. He loves he it. He does not want to leave. Does not want to leave. Um. So, yeah, Knicks fans, be, be a bit nice to your boy. That is... And with that nice note, we'll end the show. We'll run out of time, unfortunately. Uh, Chris, where can we find all your stuff, as always? Um, on my Twitter, at SeedSilver23. Um... Um, got a the piece I t- teased for you r- guys last week on Joel Embiid yes. actually just finished up today. So beautiful. Um, keep, keep an, eye, keep out an eye out for that. We'll be on. Where can um, we find that one? We'll be on my Twitter or uh, on Believe the Hype. Nice. Yeah. Um, and if I can tweet uh, tease another piece I've got coming Go in the it. pipeline. It's actually we spoke about Steph a lot today. We did. Um, I just want to touch on his little brother who's having an outstanding yes, year. Steph. Uh, and the Dallas Mavericks. He's, you know, getting out of that, getting out of, getting the, out of the shadow, the shadow of being just the other Curry. Yeah. Um, so I just want to touch on that. Give give the Curry family a little bit of love. Very nicely done. Yeah. I'm at Luke Sakari on Twitter. All basketball talk, all sports talk, everything's on there. WWE talk. Yes, excellent, excellent WWE yeah. talk. Might I add? Uh, well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. It's big, big times in the wrestling. I know, world. like three the wrestlers. Royal, <laughs> the Royal Rumble, <laughs> a very controversial Royal Rumble. Might I add? But, uh, but anyway, that's all we have time for. <laughs> we'll be back next week for another edition yes, of the will. SCN NBA podcast. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.